0: you are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the bible baptist church in marysville california we hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message here we will look again at verses 1 through uh, 4 and then miss dawn we'll skip down to verse number 11 and so revelation chapter uh, 13 and let's uh, look at verse number one and we'll read responsively down to verse number four And his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him?" And here, as we're continuing, uh, Revelation chapter number 13, uh, we looked last week, and we were looking uh, at the two beasts, and that is uh, what we have here tonight. Uh, We have the Antichrist, and then we have the false prophet, and so these two beasts Uh, are represented here, and and with that, uh, we see that the beast uh, was given uh, power, and he was given power from the dragon. As we looked in weeks previous, we saw how the dragon, that old serpent, the devil, uh, he was the one that gave power to the Antichrist. And so here as we're looking at this, we are looking again at at events that are going to take place while we're in heaven. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, as we look at all of the events of Revelation and we look at uh, the tribulation period, the tribulation period is one of those times or one of those topics in the Bible where God's people get, get uh, I find over and over again how they get very anxious about that time. And it, it creates fear. You know, God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And you know, when when you find yourself uh, getting into a place where fear is starting to take over, you know that that is not a position that the Lord wants you in. He does not want his children to be afraid. Do you remember when your kids were small and they would wake up from a nightmare? Screaming, crying. What would you go in and do? You wouldn't start yelling at them for being afraid. No, you would comfort them. You know, God God loves us far more than we love our children. And he has not given us the spirit of fear. And not only that, he has not appointed us unto wrath. And so the tribulation period uh, is a time where uh, it is going to be troublesome. And those that are not a child of God need to be afraid of this time. Uh, this should be one of those times where we open up the book of Jude and look at verse 23, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the world. You know what, child of God, we shouldn't want anything to do with this world. It should not have a hold on us. Uh, and uh, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to eschatology, when it comes to the things that shall be hereafter, uh, we can trust our God. And he loves us. He has not appointed us under wrath. And so these events, though they are troublesome times, they are just informational for us. But that information was not given to us so we could sit back and do nothing. It was given to us so we can understand the gravity of sharing the good news of the gospel. Everything revolves around the gospel. The mission, spoke about that on Sunday, the mission. We can't lose sight of the mission, reaching people with the gospel. And so tonight, we're going to look at uh, this. Uh, the uh, uh, Here, it is the two beasts, and this is part two of chapter 13. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And now, Lord, as we open your word, I pray that we would be encouraged. I pray that we would be challenged and motivated. And help us, Lord, to be able to have some uh, in- information. Help us to know truth. So when people ask a question, we can give them uh, some, some truth about what you have told us and taught us in your word. But Lord, help it not just to be informational tonight. I pray that each of us would be challenged. So help us now. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. You can be seated, uh, skip over if you would. Uh, we are gonna look at verse uh, number 11, but in verse number one, uh, as we dealt with last week, we looked at the satanic beast, all right? So there's two beasts that are here, the satanic beast, uh, and, and here this uh, beast rising up out of the sea, having the seven heads, 10 horns. Uh, this, this is the Antichrist. Okay, and so uh, so that is the satanic beast. Now, we're going to look at verse number 11, and the Bible says here, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a lamb. A dragon. Okay, so now this one here is the support beast. So you have the satanic beast who is Antichrist. Now you have the second beast here. This second beast is the support beast. This support beast is the false prophet. Uh, He is the one that is coming alongside uh, to support the Antichrist in his agenda. The Antichrist is Satan. Uh, He is going to empower uh, this This individual, and he is going to uh, reign down here on this earth, and there is going to be a battle uh, between Satan and God, and we'll look at that uh, later. Uh, So here, look again at verse 11, and it says, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. Remember, the first beast came up out of the sea, all right? The, the, The beast coming up out of the sea, that was representing what a group of people Gentiles, there we go. All right, you just made me feel so much better. Uh, somebody had an answer. Uh, yes, the Gentiles, so coming up out of the water, that was the Gentiles from every nation. Uh, and so the Gentiles there. Uh, so the Antichrist is a Gentile leader, okay? Now, when we look at here, one, so the Antichrist come up out of the water, look at verse 11, it says, and, and this other beast is coming up out of the what? The earth, uh, the earth. So uh, out of the earth, that phrase, uh, the support of the satanic beast or the antichrist, uh, the support beast, the false prophet. He comes up out of the land, uh, and with that, uh, that is that phrase is referencing the nation of Israel. So you have the. The Antichrist, who is of the Gentiles, you have the uh, the false prophet. He is of the nation of Israel. The biggest problem with Israel was they rejected the Messiah. The false prophet trying to trying to help uh, lead astray. Those that would trust Christ. The false prophet. And and that was the nation of Israel. Israel's greatest failure was their rejection of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And you know what? The greatest failure of any person is if they reject the Messiah. If they reject the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the... The Lord has given us witness of himself. The Bible tells us that the heavens declare the glory of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans that nobody will stand before God without excuse. Nobody can say, well, nobody ever shared a clear presentation of the gospel to me. Nobody will ever be able to look at God and say, you are unjust. You didn't give me a chance. The Bible tells us that God has declared the glory of God. His creation, the firmament declares that there is a God. But then the Bible also tells us that he has written it on the table of man's heart. And with that, that means there is something that God put into man that declares there is a God. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody listens. But it is written on the tables of man's heart that there is a God and that we have sinned against him. That's why you can go to any remote village anywhere around the world and you will find people sacrificing to a God. You know why? Because they know that they're a sinner. They know that they are going to give account for that. Why? Because God's written it on the table of man's heart. And so we have this witness of the heavens. We have this witness that is inside man himself. But then we also have that God himself came to this earth. He came as witness. He came as revelation of who God is. And with that, there's no excuse. But he didn't just do that. He came, he as the word of God, came as the son of God, and he has left us his word. And what what does this do? The word of God reveals God to man. And so, uh, but God did something even more than that. He gave us to be a witness. He gave us to be a tool to be used, to shine, allow the glorious light of the gospel to shine through us. You know what? If you're saved, there should be something different about you. The world doesn't quite know what it is, but they know something's different. It's amazing how a child of God who is trying to live for him, there's there's just a glow. You know what? We ought to have a there ought to be a glow about us. All right. Let me, let me tell you something. A, a glow, brother Aaron, what's, what's, it gonna sh- what's gonna happen here? You know where I'm going. All right. What's gonna happen? You're gonna shine, but how are people gonna see it? As soon as I started, he started smiling. Uh, And so it was just like, I could just see that that was where it was going. Uh, But you know what? It should come out. You know what? If you look like a grump, nobody's going to say, I want what you have. Nobody's going to say, boy, Jesus has done a lot for you. I've knocked on people's doors, and, and I'll <laughs> knock on their door. They'll come to the door. Hey, we're out visiting from the church. I got my church. Slam. I always say, your church has done a lot for you, and I walk away. Uh, it is just like, my goodness. How I mean, if somebody comes and knocks on my door from the church, praise, I, would be, I would be happy that somebody is sharing the good news of the gospel. You know what? We should, we should just, there should be a a glow about us. There should be a joy uh, that we have to where somebody would see, you know what? Something's different about that person. I mean, I I was talking about it on on Saturday, uh, Sunday, uh, but, but I was so excited to watch Brother Chris. I mean, it was just... Everywhere we went, hey, Brother Chris, come over here. Uh, no hablo ingles. And so all of a sudden, ben la iglesia. And, and so he, he goes on, I know enough Spanish to invite somebody to the Sunday school bus tomorrow at 8.30. <laughs> so if the bus doesn't come tomorrow at 8.30, Sorry. That's all the Spanish I know. Bendrius a la iglesia, con nosotros mañana iglesia. autobus, ocho media, and that's all I know. I was working on a bus route in Chicago, and that was what I learned to help try to uh, to get people to uh, to let their kids come to church. And they would start spa- speaking Spanish, and then I'd go no hablo, <laughs> and they then they'd start laughing at me, and I would try to find somebody else that could translate. Uh, but you know what? That we shot. We should enjoy serving the Lord. There ought to be joy. Let me tell you something. The Antichrist and the false prophet, they are doing everything they can to keep people on their way to hell. They do not want people to trust Christ. We've got to do what we can to get the, get the good news out. And so this support beast, uh, uh, he is that great failure of Israel was the rejection of Jesus Christ. Uh, he is like a lamb. Uh, what is it? Showing innocence. But he's deceptive. Why? He speaks as a dragon. The appearance is one thing, but the words or something else. You know what? We ought, we, ought to, we ought to take admonition from that. Because oftentimes, people that are saved, they have the right words, but they have the wrong appearance. They have the wrong expression. They live like the world and then talk like they have a great relationship with Christ. It's just the opposite here. Uh, The Antichrist, the the, uh, false prophet here, he is trying to deceive. He appears as innocent, but his words reveal that he is dangerous. His words are deceptive. And we we need to not be deceptive. Our life, ought to be backed up, our words ought to be backed up by our life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to tell somebody about Christ when you have a beer in one hand and a smoke in the other. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's right. They just, people just wonder, well, you're no different than me. Why, why do I need what you have? That's right. That's right. You see, there's got to be a life that backs up what our faith is, it can't just be words. Faith without works is dead, being alone. And justification, our life, uh, we are justified in the sight of man by our actions. They will, they will, uh, they will uh, listen, uh, or they will at least. Uh, have a, an opportunity to choose. Uh, our faith, as we are sharing our faith, if we have no works and all we have is words, uh, it's empty. It's dead. It's being alone. Uh, the works need to line up with the words, and our words need to line up with our works. It's got to be both ways. Uh, but here we see this, uh, this, uh, the uh, this, this uh, 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 beast here, the support beast. And as he looks, his appearance as a lamb, his words as a dragon. And the words reveal what's in the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know, you have never said anything that wasn't already in your heart. I have had people and I have said things and I've had things come out of my mouth and as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm reaching for those words saying, no, I should not have said that. But you can't take it back. And you could say I didn't mean it, but you didn't say something you didn't mean. You just said something that you didn't want somebody else to hear. You know why alcoholics or people that are on drugs, they will say things? Why? Because that, that drug has removed the inhibitions. So their conscious choice of what they would say and would not say has been removed. But what was said was already in the heart. You know, when we speak, we better be careful. But not just when we speak. We we better be careful of what's going on down here. The Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? You and I do not know the depravity that is in our heart. That's why Proverbs tells us, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And it's not saying out of your heart is everything that comes good. He's saying that everything is given life from your heart. We give life to that which is good and we can give life to that which is evil. It all starts in the heart, and we've got to guard it. Uh, But here, that deception that was there, uh, we see here uh, the uh, out of the earth. We see here uh, the purpose, the manner. Uh, It was like the first beast. Look at Revelation uh, 13 and verse number 12. Verse number 12, and I better hasten, or we're going to be here next week as well. Uh, Revelation 13, 12, and he ha- exerciseth all power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them to dwell therein to worship the first beast who is deadly whose deadly wound was healed. Uh, we see that this support beast, this uh, false prophet, his purpose was to get others to worship the antichrist, the first beast. Uh, and so here uh, that was that was his purpose. He exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship. That was his purpose, was to push worship towards the Antichrist. So with that then, we see that there's miracles next that were used. Look at verse 13. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. So here we see that uh, that dragon that gave Power to the first beast, we also see that that first beast gives power uh, to the Antichrist, and with that, or the false prophet here. and with that, what is, what is that purpose? They are going to deceive. They're going to have miracles. Now, why? To try to deceive people. Satan is powerful. He's powerful. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the devil, he does have great power. And we see these miracles, these great wonders, the power, and it's used to bring worship to the Antichrist. But he doesn't just stop at miracles, he also moves to murder. Look at verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Satan is not your friend, he isn't anybody's friend. And he offers peace but he is gonna bring death. You know, when the serpent was in the garden, his questioning God was the, and that deceit that started out, his tactics have not changed. Yea, hath God said? Are you sure? Is that really what God said? You know, why is it that We wonder about what God said when we have what God said. I can see why people that don't have the word of God in their hands would question and be unsure about taking steps of faith. But you know what? We've got the book. And if you're saved, you've got the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within you. And you know what? He he is wanting to lead us. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. He is wanting to lead us and guide us. And I wish he would just send us an email sometimes. I wish he would just point it all out, spell it out real easily. But he doesn't do that. But he has given us his word. He has given us his spirit. And you know he has also given us opportunities. Sometimes he gives us many choices. Have you you ever had like a handful of candy bars? Or maybe it's a handful of those miniature Snickers and Butterfingers, little small candy bars, you know? And you hold it out to the kids. All right, grab one. Uh, I mean, they just can't make up their mind. Uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll have different events, whether it's, uh, uh, let's see, during chapel, we'll have something going on for the kids, and uh, somebody will uh, do a, a sword drill, the kids will come up, and they'll go to grab out of the basket, and it's got all these, ca- these candies in there, and they'll stand there, and they'll look, and they'll look, and they'll swirl through it, and there's just too many options. Any of them are good. Which one do you want? You know, God gives us a lot of options. There are things that are off the table, but for the child of God, there are so many things that are on the table. He, he wants us to enjoy this life He has given to us. and. So as we are living for him and serving him, uh, but we see here the devil, he wants to destroy uh, the Satan and his false prophet. They will accept nothing but worship. And if he is not worshiped, death is what the result is. Death. You know, the wages of sin is death. God is the one that gives life. The devil brings death. So we see that he uses miracles. He uses murder in verse number 15. But look in verse number 16 and 17. Now we see a mark. We see a mark, Uh, verse 16 and 17, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. What is there here? There is control. Satan wants control of your life. He wants control. And if you're a child of God, you will not be here during this time. But if you are not saved, there's a battle going on for your soul light and darkness. And hear this mark of the beast it's evil control. It is not just evil control, it's economic control. Economic control. One of, one of the reasons why I, I believe that we will not be here is because that if you receive the mark, you will not be able to be saved. Okay? Okay? How many baby or carnal Christians would take the mark if it meant food. Do you think God's not smart enough to know that? What's gonna happen if you are a child of God, you're raptured out. We will not experience that choice. But if the other is true, and that we are still here, then that would mean that people that were saved would lose their salvation. And you don't see that in scripture, it's counter so many verses in scripture. So I think that's just another way of of seeing the the importance here. So there's evil control, there's economic control. Uh, You could not buy or sell. Buy or sell. I remember when I was a teenager, got saved, and they were, they were talking about the mark of the beast and buying and selling. And, uh, and uh, anyway, uh, it was, I went and I was working at Safeway, and they had all those barcodes. Co- you remember when the barcodes came out? Yeah, some of you are old enough. And those barcodes came out And they went back through and they started showing how all those codes that are on the barcodes are numbers. And when you look at a barcode, you will see that there are three sets of long lines that are side by side together. Those are six. And every barcode has three of them. And it was like, this is getting ready for the mark of the beast. It's like, okay. All right. It's not in my hand. It's not in my forehead. So what are you going to do? I'm still buying those Oreos. Amen. <laughs> and so, I mean, that was something that had come out. And, you know, we don't know what's taking place. We do know that they're doing security chips in people's hands. Have you watched any of those YouTubes with somebody getting a security chip in their hand? Yeah. And then they walk up to a door and they hold their hand up and all of a sudden that door unlocks and in they go. You know, the, the identity theft, you know, you go to the store now and they don't want you to use change. They, why? Because they're getting rid of currency. There is an agenda, and we look at it and say, oh, you know, they said that back in the 70s, they said that in the 80s, uh, here in the 90s, now we're uh, 2022, 20, and, you know, time. Satan is not on the same time clock we're on. We never thought that men were going to be wearing dresses and makeup. There's an agenda that's going on. But there's evil control, there's economic control. So we see the the miracles, we see the murder that he uses, we see the mark, Uh, then we see the mystery, uh, the mystery, the number of man. Uh, And and here this mystery, uh, what it all represents that mark, Uh, 666 verse number 17, he says that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, uh, or the name of the beast, or the number of his, his his name and so uh, that mystery number of man, 666 falling under control of Satan and Satan will accept nothing less you go back to Isaiah I will be like the most high I will be exalted above the heaven what was it? He wanted God's worship. You know, child of God, we're not going to worship Satan. Amen. But we should be worshiping him. We should be worshiping our God. We can open up the book and we can see the evil and we can see the wrong, but we should also open up the book and we should see him. And our hearts should gravitate towards worship. And the devil wants that worship. He wants to rob God of his worship. Don't let him rob you of worshiping your God. You know, he's, he, he's not going to get us. If you're saved, he's not going to get you. But he can try to trip us up. He can try to get us from worshiping God. And so let's not allow that to be the case. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight, uh, help us in our own life, uh, Lord, to be a witness for you, and Lord, to worship you. Uh, Lord, as we look at these end days and times, uh, there's so much uh, that, is, that is fearful, uh, but we are thankful that you have not uh, given us over to that, you have not given us the spirit of fear, uh, but I do pray that you would help us to uh, to be able to be uh, a witness for you and to be able to share the good news of the gospel, so others uh, are not under Satan's power. And so I pray that you'd work, help us in our in our walk, please, for Christ's sake. We pray, Amen. Let's go ahead and stand together. We'll have a short invitation. Uh, maybe the Lord spoke to you. Maybe your time of worship has has not been there. Maybe maybe our life is not lining up with our words. Maybe we're not, we are not expressing and sharing our faith. Whatever the Lord put on his, his finger on in our lives, let's respond. If you're here tonight and you don't know Christ is your personal savior, you don't know that if you died, that heaven would be your home. Let me encourage you to come. And we'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.